an interesting lesson for me tonight. I, uh, I usually like to take the Bible and study it, uh, present it to you. Uh, I am a uh, fact kind of guy, a uh, black and white kind of guy, uh, and I want to, if I have answers, I want to be able to have the answer for that. Uh, unfortunately, tonight, I probably don't have the answer that is going to agree with you, uh, and I don't usually like to do that, but when I prayed about it, the Holy Spirit laid it on my heart, like, right away, like there was no, you know, guesswork. And I thought, wow, this is, this is a little different for me. And I prayed about it some more. And then it, actually I got into it and, you know, right away, you know, my mind started getting flooded with uh, thoughts from the Holy Spirit. And then I had read a different, uh, a, a, just a little pamphlet. And I thought, wow, this would be a great study. I thought maybe I should do this. And the Holy Spirit said, no, I don't want you to do that right now. Maybe some other time I want you to do this. And I went, okay, you know, you're in charge, not me. So we'll see how it goes. Um, and I guess one of the things that, uh, that, I, that, that led me to this and, and, and uh, that I have reason to uh, uh, agree with the Holy Spirit is just uh, because of things going on in my life and my, my family's life uh, and, and people around me uh, kind of led me in this direction. And I just, I, I think that everybody can relate to it, um, but... Uh, like I said, I, 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 I'm not sure that I'm going to, I'm going to ask questions, but I'm not sure that, um, well, I know for a fact that I don't have the, all the answers or the right answers, and they probably will disagree with your thoughts and, and, and answers, but that's okay. Uh, you know, we can uh, agree to disagree if there are uh, things that you don't uh, believe that, are, that I'm saying or, or, or whatever. So having said that, um, we'll see how it goes. Have you ever had someone ask you, or, or maybe you've asked, why do bad things happen to good people? Is that something that you can relate to? Okay. Um, how about, this, this, this just happened to me like a week ago. I was, uh, had an opportunity to witness to a fellow at, at work, a uh, guy that works for me. And talking to them about the Lord and all that, and and it just it always seems to come back, you know, when when you press them or when you start talking about God, it always seems to come back to, well, yeah, you know, I believe in God, but you know, w you know, why do good, uh, you know, uh, bad things happen to good people? Uh, if God is this uh, loving God and great God, then you know, how could He allow a child to like get sick? How could He allow a child to die? Uh, you know, now. I don't know. I don't have the answer to that. Um, the only thing that I know is that God is in charge, uh, that God has reasons, um, and if he wanted us to know, uh, he'd tell us. So this is where faith comes in, and we walk by faith. I, f I find that with uh, believers, uh, you know, that that we say, you know, why is this happening, happening to me, Lord? You know, I gave my life to you. Uh, I come to church every week. I come to Bible study every week. Uh, I serve at church. Uh, kind of doesn't seem fair. Almost seems like, you know, 
you called us, Lord, and now we're your sons and daughters. You know, shouldn't my life be like better? When in fact, sometimes it's worse. Um, and so, th- you know, there's, there's questions. Questions pop up and, you know, uh, over the years, you know, as I, you know, think about stuff like that, um, you know, I've, I've come up with my own thoughts, my own opinions for myself, for myself, um, but I'm going to share some of them tonight with you. Like I said, you might not agree with it, and, and that's okay, and, but you might have your own ideas, and that's okay. Um, but does anybody have any opinions on that? Like, why, why is it that that, that, that happens? Yes. Yeah, we have free will. We can, I mean, we choose to, um, you know, we choose to, to do whatever, even if we, you know, go against God. God will let that, to a certain degree, I think, I believe, you know, at some point he's going to pull us back in. Check. Right.
Yep. Mm -hmm. Yes. How strong is your faith? I, I, I don't mean you, Matt. <laughs> I, I meant that generically. How strong is your faith? You could say, I'm strong in faith. How do you know? 
till you're tested. Right. Mm-hmm. One thing, uh, uh, I'll never forget this. Mark, Mark told me this quite a few years ago. He said, um, if, you're, if, you're, you know, if you can measure your faith. If your faith is this big, then God will give you something that's going to take it to that big. And then if your faith is this big, then he's going to give you something to take it to this big. And if your faith is this big, he's going to give you something to take it this big. And I kind of really didn't like that. <laughs> I mean, I did, but I didn't. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, does it end? You know, but that's, you know, that's how you test your faith. Ryan, did you have something? One of the footnotes I read along the way was it said, if God took suffering away whenever we ask, we would only follow him for comfort and convenience, not out of love and devotion. Yes, Pat. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes. Kelly.
Good, good. So we all agree, I, I'm, I'm assuming, we all agree that we live in a fallen world. Um, not only a sinful world, but just a, a world that's, that's, that, that there's dangers that we have to deal with every day. Um, can you think of anything that we have to deal with every day, some of the bad things of this world uh, or the dangers that we could face every day? What's that? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Funny. I was thinking about like just, just, you know, just this world. Uh, you know, crime is going crazy. Um, you know, it's you know, uh, just this morning I think it was over in Philadelphia girl just walked out of the, uh, I forget what kind of store it was, and there was a bunch of guys there, and they, they grabbed her and took off, but somebody had informed them, uh, the police, and they caught, they caught one of the guys, and they got the girl. But here she is, she's just, you know, and it wasn't, didn't even look like a bad neighborhood. She, she just walked out, and, you know, boom, crime, you know, some, somebody, whatever, whatever they're doing. Uh, you know, disease, disease is just around us, you know, just around us, um, you know, and we are not, uh, you know, uh, protected from that stuff, you know, we try to do the best that we can, but still, you, you know, you just don't know. We live in a world that's polluted, you know, uh, you know, uh, the waters are polluted, the air is polluted, and just, how about weather? All kinds of weather, the weather's crazy. You know, you look at look at you know across the the world or even here. You know, you got hurricanes, tornadoes, ice, snow, tsunamis. Um, just driving, you know, just especially New Jersey. Just hop in your car and go driving. Uh, you know, the nuts that are out there. You know, fires, terrorist attacks, um, and we're all we're all subject to that. Uh, and unfortunately. Um, you know, you hear of, like, when you hear of the major stuff, like, you know, hurricanes or tornadoes, you know, innocent people are swept up and killed. You know, children, babies, you know, men, women, there's no, you know, there's no difference. You know, that, that tornado doesn't, you know, dodge around babies or anything. That tornado is just, it is, just is what it is. So people, you know, Innocent people, good people, they are subject to this world. This is where we live. Um, here's a question I ask a little hesitantly, but do you think that God is the cause of these things? No? Okay. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> I was afraid of that question. All right. What's that? He allows it, but yeah. Um, I'm gonna, you gotta, I'm gonna ask for a little leeway here. I'm gonna share a really bad analogy, okay? Really bad, okay? I don't know why. I don't know where this kind of came from, but 
because I, I was trying to think about this and environments and all that. But you know, um, you know, Jesus, Jesus is walking along and he calls Peter and Andrew, who are fishermen, and he says, uh, uh, "Come, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men." So I don't know. I'm gonna here it goes. So. I'm trying to picture, you know, a contained area. Now, I'm thinking about fish here. <clears throat> Let's say you're a fish, and you were born in the Schuylkill River. There you go. Ew, right? Born in the Schuylkill River. I'm like, yuck. But do you know any better? Like, do you know that you're in the Schuylkill River? No. Okay. So the fish is born... You know, lots of fish born and raised in the Schuylkill, and they, you know, they grow up in there. So they're, they're swimming around. So then all of a sudden, uh, uh, a fisherman comes, and you know how, you know, some places they, they catch fish and they tag them. So they have, uh, they gather all these fish together, and they, they say, I told you this is going to be bad. They say to the fish, okay, look, uh, if we put this tag on you, okay, we're going to put you back in the Schuylkill. But later on, I'm going to come back and I'm going to get you. Anybody that wants to sign up and get this tag, I'm going to come back and get you. I'm going to take you to a place that you're not going to believe, like the Caribbean. You know, the waters are clear, warm, you know, abundant food, you know, all that kind of stuff. But you got to let me put this tag on you and seal you. And I don't know when I'm coming back, but when I come back, I'll get you. And so what does that relate to us in any way? Right? That made sense? Okay. I don't know. I, it was a good one? Okay. Well, see, that's why the Holy Spirit leads. Because I'm, I'm thinking, I don't know whether I want to say this one or not. But anyway, that, that that's how my mind goes that, you know, we we have we have no idea, you know what what's in store for us, what God has in store for us. So that's where our faith comes in. Uh, you know, we look around in this world, and I mean, yeah, there's there's good parts of this world, but you know, uh, to be honest with you, I'm tired of it. You know, uh, at, you know, I know you young people are like what, but you get to be my age. It's like okay, whatever. That's you know, so. But I'm still here. I'm still living in this world, and, and, it, and it's not getting any better. That's for sure. Um, so, but I've been tagged. You know, I've been sealed by the Holy Spirit for the day of redemption, and I'm looking forward to that. But right now, we're still living in the, in the nasty Google. And the other thing I, uh, that one of the... Some of the scripture, I, I don't like to overload you guys with scripture. I usually don't do that. Uh, tonight I have to for a little bit. Uh, so I'm not going to tell you where they are and go through all that. You're going to have to trust me that I looked them up. And if you don't believe me, come up afterwards because I do have it written down. So I'm just going to say the verses. But anyway, uh, God says that he causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good. And he sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous, which means, you know, we're side by side with believers and non-believers. And God is doing the same thing. 
You know, everybody's subject to certain things of this world. Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. He didn't say, follow me and everything's going to be great. You know, look at the apostles, how they ended up. And they, they walked with them for three years. Not a very good outcome. So right now, who do you think is in charge of this world? Satan? Anybody else? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, ultimately, yeah, God is, yeah, yeah. Nobody's above God. He's in charge. But as you look around, do you think he's, you know, controlling everything? Or like you said, he's allowing... Um, I'm going to just read through some scriptures because I do believe, I believe that, that God is overall, but for a time, he has allowed Satan to run free and he does have power and authority over some things. Um, and I, these, these are the scriptures I'm just going to read without telling you, you know, where they're from. They're, they're from the Bible. <laughs> and if you want them, I'll show them to you. It says... Uh, the God, and that's a small g, the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Now, this is the time for judgment on this world. Now, the prince of this world will be driven out. The prince of this world. Who's the prince of the world? Satan. Yeah. And it says, I, this is Jesus, I will not say much more to you, for the prince of this world is coming. He has no hold over me. It says, and you were dead in your trespasses and sins, in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, of the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. Among them, we too, all formerly lived in the lust of our flesh, indulging in the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, even as the rest. So, you know, kind of get the feel here about, you know, how much control he has and dominion he has on this earth and in the air. Calls him the prince of the air. And then in, in, at the end, in Revelation... It really kind of stands out to me. And this is, this is from Revelation. And the dragon, which is Satan, and the dragon stood on the sand of the seashore. Then I saw a beast coming up out of the sea, having ten horns and seven heads. And on his horns were ten diadems. And on his heads were blasphemous names. And the beast, which I saw, was like a leopard, and his feet were like those of a bear, 
and his mouth like the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him his power and his throne and great authority. I saw one of his heads as if it had been slain, and his fatal wound was healed. And the whole earth was amazed and followed after the beast. They worshipped the dragon, Satan, because he gave his authority to the beast. And they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like the beast, and who is able to wage wage war with him? There was given to him a mouth speaking arrogant words and blasphemies, and authority to act for 42 months was given to him. And he opened his mouth and blasphemes against God to blaspheme his name, and his tabernacle, that is, those who dwell in heaven. It was also given him to make war with the saints and to overcome them, and authority over every tribe and every people and tongue and nation was given to him. All who dwell on the earth will worship him. Everyone whose name has not been written in the, written from the foundation of the world in the book of life of the Lamb who has been slain. And this one, this one kind of... You can agree or not. This is in Matthew, and it says, and this is, this is when Jesus was tempted after he was fasting. It says, again, the devil took Jesus to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms, all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these things I will give you if you fall down and worship me. Now, either Satan is really stupid because how he, he knows who Jesus is, so how could Satan say, "I'll give you these kingdoms"? Because he knows Jesus is God. If he if if Satan didn't have that ability to do that, why would he say that to Jesus? Possibly, possibly, yeah. It what? What's that? I personally believe that he had the power to do that. Uh, like I said, he'd be really dumb to be, you know, saying that to Jesus because Jesus could just just said, "You can't give me what's mine," you know. Although, you know, and I get it, I get it. Everything belongs to God, but for this time, this time, you know, I believe Satan has, you know, a lot more authority than we than we are uh, that we believe in. I really do. Um, but with that, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. No question about it. Yep. And everybody has a different one, different weakness. Mm -hmm. So the other thing that, that, that I, that I feel like, you know, we have, we're, we're in a fallen world. We're exposed to all this stuff. Uh, and we're living in a world that Satan has a lot of authority, a lot of control. Uh, we're subject to that, uh, not to mention the fall, his fallen angels that follow him. Um, but then the other thing that kind of sticks out to me is that, that the Bible says that uh, we reap what we sow. And, you know, I was trying to think of examples like, you know, Years and years and years ago, I used to smoke cigarettes. I used to smoke cigarettes. So fortunately, I quit. 
Um, but let's say, let's just say, you know, that I smoked for 25 years, right? And then I quit. And then, you know, I come to know the Lord and, you know, you know, turn my life over and all that stuff. And, and then 10 years later, don't laugh. <laughs> 10 years later, I get emphysema or I get lung cancer. Do I say, Lord, what are you doing to me? Why is this happening to me? You know, I thought I was your child. Well, yeah, you are, but look what you did, you know. And you can relay that to, relate that to, uh, you know, other things, other vices and stuff like that. It's just the, you know, we reap what we sow and the Lord allows that, you know, free will, free will. Just because you turn your life around, which is a good thing, doesn't mean you're not going to pay the price of something you did, you know, that's going to affect you physically. Um, and I'm not taking away from, you know, God's power to heal or anything like that. I'm just, you know, talking about on a daily basis, uh, on a regular basis. That's, you know, like I said, this is the stuff that, that I believe. This is the stuff that kind of, kind of, uh, helps me understand if, if at all, uh, because God's not telling me all the answers, uh, if any. So this is the stuff that, 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 that comes in my mind and goes around and, and I just say, you know, you know, whatever. I'm looking, I'm looking at you, Lord, uh, and at some point, uh, this will all be done. Uh, I won't have to worry about it anymore. Um, any thoughts or questions on that? Yes, Matt. Yes, I would, s yeah, that's a tricky one, but I would say yes. Uh, I guess you could look at it that way. There was, there was one scripture I looked up when Jesus was um, uh, getting ready to perform a miracle. There was a blind man, and back then they used to say, you know, like if somebody was blind or paralyzed or, or, or whatever, you know, they, they, they thought it was either their, their sins had done it or their parents' sins or their grandparents' sins, like somehow or another they equated that to it comes out with your children. So this man was blind from birth. And so the, the disciples said, um, uh, asked Jesus, uh, who sinned? You know, was it his parents or his grandparents? And he said, no, none. This, this man was just, just for this day, you know, just for Jesus so that he could um, heal him and show his power and his glory. So, you know, the way I look at that, that man was blind from the beginning by God. You know, he was born that way. Uh, it's kind of a weird thing to say, but go ahead, Chick. Absolutely. I knew somebody was going <laughs> to counter that. Mm-hmm.
yeah, I hear what you're saying, but in all the other ones, he didn't say that. Jesus specifically said, for this very reason. So, you know, I know that's kind of like rubs people the wrong way a little bit, but, you know, uh, hap- Well, not to get into a like a a debate, but you know, who knitted us together in our mother's womb? So if he knit us together, uh, and you know, I know we we can go back and forth and play ping pong here tonight. Well, no, I don't want to. Nope, we're not going there. No, no. Absolutely. You could say, you could say, you know, um, that was his justice. Uh, justice on, you know, justice on bad people. So is it a bad thing? Uh, I mean, it, you know, it depends what you mean by bad. But, uh, yeah, the plagues. Uh, when he, you know, parted the Red Sea and then the Egyptians came in and he closed them up and killed them all? The flood? The flood? I mean, he got rid of everybody but eight of us, or eight of them, you know. That's, uh, Matt.
There's no question. There's no question. And, and, and that's why I said that, you know, I'm going to throw questions out there that I don't have the answer for. Uh, and I hate to say it, but neither do you. Um, and if God wanted us to know, he'd tell us. Uh, the only thing we can go by is what's in, you know, what's in his word. So, uh, yes, Maya. That's funny.
Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think that I think we might be getting getting hung up on the word bad, um, because, you know, uh, I I at one to at one time. I thought this is long ago, when the flood came, when when God uh, flooded the the world. I th think that they said they they figured it out that it was approximately six billion people on the earth at the time. I don't know how they figured that out. A lot of people anyway. So he killed them all, except eight. Uh, you know, there's no denying it. He sent a flood and he killed them all. Now, is that a bad thing? Well, we look at it and say, Ugh. you know, if you killed billions of people, yeah, that seems bad, but it was God's judgment, you know? So is God's judgment bad? So, and then, and then we look, like you said, Bunny, we look at the Old Testament and we see God's wrath. And then Jesus comes along and then now we're in this period of, hey, you know what? God mellowed out for a while or what? Well, read the last chapter or read the last book. If you think God is mellow, wait till you see what's coming. You know, is that going to be bad? It's going to be worse than anything before that the world has ever seen. Bad. Lots, I mean, <laughs> lots of bad stuff coming. And yeah, it's bad to me, and it's God's pouring out His wrath on people. So I don't, I'm not sure. Probably the bad thing is what's hung, hanging us up, Emily. Yes. Yeah, like if somebody, you know, if somebody murdered somebody, then he did a bad thing, and he's a bad person. Whereas God is a just God, and he, that's punishment for what we've done, or whatever. So. Right? <laughs> um, it's kind of interesting, Hap, that you brought up Job, because I wasn't sure where this was going to go tonight. Uh, and actually, I was going to look at Job. Uh, we... We only have a little bit of time left, but I, quickly, I just want to look at Job. Um, and just, just to, to, to give you a setup, um, there's a couple of things that I read uh, in the beginning that I want to uh, share with you first. It says, lives are built like buildings, and the quality of their foundation will determine the quality of the whole. Too often, inferior materials are used, and when tests come, lives crumble. Job was tested with a life filled with prestige, possessions, and people, he was suddenly assaulted on every side, devastated, stripped down to his foundation, but his life was built on God, and he endured. Uh, Job was a wealthy and upright man, lost his possessions, his children, and his health. Job did not understand why he was suffering. Why does God allow his children to suffer? Although there is, a, there is an explanation, we may not know it, while we're here on earth. In the meantime, we must always be ready for testing for our lives. Through no fault of his own, Job lost his wealth, children, and health. Even his friends were convinced that Job had brought the suffering upon himself. For Job, the greatest trial was not, trial was not the pain or the loss. It was not being able to understand why God allowed him to suffer. 
and this, this is the part that kind of, kind of, uh, we're going to see here. Well, let me just read it first. It says, in the land of Uz, Uz or Uz, whatever, there lived a man whose name was Job. This man was blameless and upright. He feared God and shunned evil. He had seven sons and three daughters, and he owned 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, and 500 donkeys. And he had a large number of servants. He was the greatest man among all the people of the East. His sons used to take turns holding feasts in their homes, and they would invite their three sisters to eat and drink with them. When a period of fe- feast- feasting had run its course, Job would send and have them purified. Early in the morning, he would sacrifice burnt offerings for each of them, thinking, perhaps my children have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. This was Job's regular custom. One day, the angels came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came with them. The Lord said to Satan, where have you come from? Satan answered to the Lord, from roaming through the earth and going back and forth in it. Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? There is no one on earth like him. He is blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. That's a pretty good character reference, isn't it? Not sure, uh, sure like to have that one. So he was blameless, upright, feared God, shunned evil. Um, God blessed him with possessions, material things, uh, family, servants, and he was called the greatest man in the East. It's pretty cool. Then it says, does Job fear God for nothing, Satan replied? Have you not put a hedge around him and his household and everything he has? You have blessed the work of his hands so that his flocks and herds are spread throughout the land. But stretch out your hand and strike everything he has, and he will surely curse your face. This is pretty bold of Satan. And by the way, do you notice that Satan still has access to God? So he's not only roaming the earth, he has access to God. And he comes up, you know, comes in. And then he has, you know, he's kind of taunting God. Pretty uh, arrogant of him. The Lord said to Satan, very well then, everything he has is in your hands, but on the man himself do not lay a finger. Then Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. One day when Job's sons and daughters were feasting and drinking wine at the older brother's house, messengers came to Job and said, the oxen were plowing and the donkeys were gazing nearby and the Sabaeans attacked and carried them off. They put the servants to the sword, and I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another messenger came and said, The fire of God fell from the sky and burned up the sheep and the servants. Fire of God, by the way, is lightning. And I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another messenger came and said, The Chaldeans formed three raiding parties and swept down on your camels and carried them off. They put the servants to the sword, and I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, yet another messenger came and said, Your sons and daughters were feasting and drinking wine at the older brother's house, when suddenly a mighty wind swept in from the desert 
and struck the four corners of the house. It collapsed on them, and they are dead. And I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. At this, Job got up and tore his robe and shaved his head. Then he fell to the ground in worship, in worship, and said, "Naked I came into naked, I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. The Lord gave me, the Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised." In all this, Job did not sin by charging God with wrongdoing. Anything jump out at you about that story? What's that? Yeah, rough day. Mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely. One of the one of the things that you know, talking about how much authority Satan has. Do you see what he did? Like God had a hedge hedge around Job. He was protected. God took that away. And gave cert- Satan certain powers. He had power over uh, people because he brought two different peoples to come in and you know uh, steal his uh, flocks, his camels, you know kill his servants. He had power over the wind because the wind came down, came in and uh, blew down the house. Um, so you know, as I said before, I think we take it a little too lightly how much power he has. And and we're living in this world surrounded by that. But praise be to God that, that God is in us, you know, and he's greater than him. And we're kind of running out of time here, but, you know, it, after this, uh, if you don't know the story, after this, Satan goes back to him, back to God, and then Satan's allowed to, he's not allowed to kill Job, but he's allowed to give him these sores and, you know, he goes through this painful time and, and his friends came and the friends are <laughs> not really, <laughs> they give him some really bad advice. Uh, they, they don't uplift him, that's for sure. Uh, but at the end, all is healed uh, and Joe praises God and God restored him more than he had before. So there's, there's a happy ending to that story. Uh, just getting through it, though, is kind of, kind of gets you but just to see the, 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 the faith that Job has. And although we kind of talked about not uplifting things tonight, um, what I'd like to just remember is that we're here for a short time. This is not our home. We're aliens in this world, okay? There's something prepared for us that it says, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived, what God has prepared for those who love him. So we have that to look forward to. Just living in a temporary world right now. It's all going to pass. All right, good. Well, thanks for humoring me tonight with some of my stuff. Um, What do we got going on as far as prayer requests? What can we remember and lift up?